songs. Hey, welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover. Hi. And Hi. who are you? Oh, I'm Amanda Allen. Uh, I'm joined by Amanda. Yep. Thanks for being here. Hi, Betsy. Hi. I'm so glad you're here. Well, today we are joined by a, a lovely lady. She's an actor. She's an entrepreneur. She's an activist. June Diane Raphael. Hello. Hi, Betsy Stover. Hi, Amanda. So happy to be here. I'm so happy. Yes, you're we're here. happy to have you. You look amazing, per usual. I mean, I appreciate that, Betsy. I've got a head full of wet hair. You know, I'm not afraid <laughs> to like go into public with a wet head, which you know people have feelings about. That, that tells me you are clean and um, you're exercising self care. But the, you know, it's awesome. It's because when I first saw you come on camera, I was like, oh, she figured out how to make her hair look wet. She styled her hair mm. so it looks wet, but it's not actually wet. Like it looked like yes, oh, it looked like it was like styled. Yeah, like a Sharon Stone like, slick cool. wet look. Yes. yes. Wow. Very Sharon Stone, like wet, and I was like, I can never get that to work. How does she I, do that? <laughs> you know, it's also like this is you're sort of seeing me in my natural state because like, I'll do a full face of makeup, but I can't. I don't have the bandwidth mm -hmm. yeah, right. to dr blow dry my hair. Like that's yep. just not. Yep. It's like something yep. I can't. It's out of reach. Yeah, that's how I am too. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. I'll put on a whole fucking mask of makeup, but. I'm my hair's in a messy bun for life, yeah. and I'm like, oh, nobody notices this, right? Right? You know, <laughs> like they don't see yeah. that. Yeah. Well, now with all this, I'll be on work and I'll have my full head. I just came out of the shower and I'm like brushing it, and I'm like, okay, everybody, thanks for joining the meeting. Team Listen, of 80 people. this was right here as my camera was loading. I was doing hair brush. Right here. I just, yeah, I know this is an audio medium, but I did just yeah. call it a, a hair brush. Um, so. Listen, doing what we can as we can. I'm going to put on my camera here and you let me know if my audio Ooh. gets shitty, okay? You're like, oh, boy. Okay, we'll do. Oh, boy. How is it so far? Welcome back. Is it okay? Your audio no. just got shitty. My, did <laughs> go, it really? Go off. <laughs> go off. Okay. <laughs> Look at her face. It did. <laughs> Almost immediately. <laughs> Almost immediately. Oh, my God. That's amazing. And I want to say, Betsy, <laughs> yeah, go away. Because I actually, when you came, when you first came on, I was like so struck by how beautiful you look. So I do oh want to look at you, but God. but not now. Because <laughs> it's like a hard choice. Like, now. do I want to hear what you're saying or just look at your face? Got it. And I guess you made your choice, huh? You don't want to look at my face. I God. did. God. Now I have to say, Betsy Stover, I was thinking as I was like, you know, not blow drying my hair, but just putting on my makeup. I was like, wow. I was thinking about Casey. I know Casey's been on this podcast, but I was like, oh my gosh, Betsy Stover truly like started our career. Like we credit, mm -hmm. oh, you know, Owen Burke, of course, at UCB, but just thinking back to it all, like you really were there at the very beginning encouraging us. I'm so grateful for you. Oh, that's incredibly kind. Thank you, June. It's true. It's true. Betsy was like our first director and helped us shape our two-woman sketch show, which then so much came out of, Yeah, you know? And yeah, it's just crazy What was it, Road Away, Put a Heart? Put a heart Road Hard and Put Away Wet. Mm -hmm. There it is, which is the way you should say it, not what I just did. Yep. What it was, yeah. <laughs> Road, yeah, Put Away. Like I used to um, bartend during that show, and I saw it a million times. <gasps> no way. Oh, God. <laughs> so sorry about that. No, but. it's a good show. That, and then and it's at the same time as like when um Wicked Wicked Hammer Cats also, I think. Did they share at the same time as you with Donald Glover? Yes, yep. there was a long time where we were like the first half hour, they were the second. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I was like going to school at the same time, so I'd be like reading and then would stop and watch and then read and go back. Yeah. Oh, crazy. It's funny. It's like it's weird so when you think about it. It's like a about. whole other life. I know. I know. And like Betsy, so she met us. I don't know how, how oh God, it's all so confusing, but we had a rehearsal space like somewhere uptown mm -hmm. and she would meet us and like was really working on the, all those sketches with us. It was just a, yeah. it's crazy to think about. Can you hear me? Oh, there yeah. she is. Oh. Can you hear me? This is Can you really hear me? Oh, no. working, Betsy. Yeah, you're frozen. My love. <laughs> I'm going like, to leave and I'll come back. Screen grab Hold this on. For myself. You're so happy. <laughs> in like the the most joyful yeah expression. I just took a screen grab. 
Oh, we lost her. Good. You know, maybe she'll come back on B. So while we wait for Beth D to, to get back on, what we usually do is we uh, talk about how many kids we have. So I have, I have three kids. I have a 10 and a half year old boy and twin eight year old girls. How many kids do you have? I have, (laughs) I have a, a seven year old and a almost five-year-old he's turning five on um monday oh nice it's always interesting when i get when you get close to birthdays because you start to i don't know about you but i like relive when they came into existence or into the world i'm actually really struggling with this one i feel like five five. it's like five is hard for me yeah it's really hard for me because it's like like, the beginning of them being kids hi betsy welcome back and you're much yes (sighs) you're clearer Oh, what a joy. All right, good. I just restarted the whole thing. Hi, sorry about that. So we were just doing the, how many kids do you have? <gasps> Excellent. How old are they? And yeah, you know. so I have three kids. They're all boys, five, nine, and ten. What, June, what is your situation over there? <laughs> so I have, <laughs> you know, a two boys until they uh, tell us otherwise, who are, are one is seven, and then the other one is, uh, I think, He's turning five on Monday, so I'm kind of wrapping my mind around five. And I was just saying to Amanda, it's been this five is hard for me, and I'm like, I'm I, I don't know. I feel so depressed around their birthdays. Oh, yeah, I really. You know do. what happened today? My so my my son uh, Wesley. He's so he's the oldest, but he's also very like I'm talking about him. Well, the whole show is about him, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, he's, he's, he's my like empathetic, kind, caring soul who like will forever, I've always said, will always hold my hand. Uh-huh. Yesterday I was walking him into camp and he let go of my hand and put it in his pocket <gasps> when we were walking up. It was like the first time that he was too oh cool God. to hold my hand. And I did the thing you probably shouldn't do where I was like, so you're not going to hold my hand anymore? I cannot hear this right now. I cannot hear this right now. And he's like, I always will, Mom. And he kept that hand in his pocket. Because mm. <laughs> he was like, and one day, like, it's like, oh, no, you can't. No. It's oh, so come sit on my lap. Me. I know. I know. I, I just, I don't know about all this, you know? Yeah. I don't know yeah. about it. I'm not. I'm not interested in them getting older. I'm not. And, you know, I just don't like it. I really don't. And I find this That's why we painful. kick them out. It's like, you're too old. You get out of here. I just, I, you know, I've actually been thinking about it. Like, I, I do feel like people who have great relationships with their kids as adult kids, you know, yeah. are, I really want to start thinking about, like, oh, how to put in the work now so that happens. Yes. Because more, what did they do? What do they do? Yes. And more of, I mean, more of your life will be spent with them ultimately yes. as an adult, hopefully. Yeah, those people who are like, I call my mom every day. I'm like, what are you, what is it? What, what, if, what did your mom do? Yes. <laughs> how? Yeah, um, I call my I mom every that. day, but I'm like, are you eating? What did you do today? <laughs> okay. Did I you can get do, up? I can do that. I'm not eating. <laughs> Where are you? I can't find my glasses. <laughs> Do you know that Aldi's has grapes on sale? Grapes. Okay. You you talk to your mom every day, Amanda? Yeah. Yeah. Well, most days. Most days I do talk to her. Yeah. It's more for me, not for her. I just need to know she's all right. And you call her on the phone? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She's not, you know, I, I'm not Miss Tech Guru, and it comes from a, a real genetic place because she's very much like if I text her, I'll get like, a, I got one time I texted her and her response back was a video of her singing in Cuba. Uh-oh. Like she's I'm not a singer. She was her. at a bar and drank too much. Oh, so yeah. So it was like, what is this video? Debbie Allen yeah, is so she's, a real card. She's it, a thing. She sounds like an icon. <laughs> she. she Truly, I'm like, wow. Yeah, I mean, I think that I, I think that, yeah, I want, I want that relationship when they're older. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, what do I have to do? You know, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Um, Especially because, well, I'll speak for myself. So often now at this age, they are often such a pain in the butt, and 
I actually am very excited because like one day there'll be like grown people who like mm-hmm. want to have fun and do stuff and will mm-hmm. have more, I don't know, intellectual curiosity and we can go do stuff that'll actually be fun um, and interesting. And I'm excited about that. Uh, yeah. And, and I know that one, you know, we all have Stockholm <laughs> Syndrome. Our whole lives so- waiting for the fun thing that will happen. We do that. Like, when you have a baby, like, I'm, one day I'm going to have a baby, and I'm going to hold that baby and love a baby. One day this baby's going to be a toddler, and I'm going to, like, know. actually be able to move again. One day this baby will go to school, and then I don't have to worry. One day. See, I actually feel fun. like... I do feel like I'm in the good times right now. Yeah, five and seven are good. I do feel like I'm in the good times, and I'm like I'm I'm aware of it, and I'm not taking it for granted because yeah, I struggled so much early on that I'm like no 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 don't and and you know mm-hmm. who's to who's to know what's to come and hands hands going into pockets and all that stuff, but like right <laughs> now I'm like this is this is good and I don't wish mm-hmm. for another time. Yeah, I mean I. I hear what you're saying. Yes. I think it's more like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I long for the, the time that they're not like, shut up. <laughs> like, you're not right. the boss of me. Like, stuff like that. <laughs> right. Yes. I mean, I can't imagine. And I think back to that. I'm like, I remember I was 11 and said to my mom, I, I have like a muscle memory of it, saying the words like, mom, I'm 11. So I think I know what's going on. Okay. Oh, like. <laughs> I'm 11. Do you like get it through your thick head, lady? Yeah. <laughs> like really. And I think about that now. I'm like, my God, my poor parents. Like I really put them <laughs> through hell. And it's like that's coming. I know that's coming for me. I just we're still in the sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. Uh, June. Uh, from from sort of uh, mom mom of boys to mom of boys. Mm-hmm. I see you. Um, and, uh, I think there's a s- sort of some, some special things that that entails. And, uh, it means yes. there's lots of, you know, butts and penises that have touched a lot of your yes. furniture. For there's sure. a lot of sure. physical action that is intense. Yeah. 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 My, <clears throat> my youngest has started to take his shorts and underwear and like pull them so that like his penis and testicles are, you know, out the sight. hole and walk around you know the streets of los angeles and outside like, he does it it's so hard oh yeah because i'm like it's i think as someone in comedy like i'm sure you both feel this it's like i have to both reprimand you and also acknowledge like that was that was a funny very bit funny yeah yeah you, that was very funny and you the just way showed you the brain and timing, to the world like it all worked That's yeah <laughs> like and it it worked you know, don't do it again. But it was, it landed. So yeah, <laughs> ten, 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 a score of ten for the good landing. Here we are, yeah, Olympic fever. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a two in terms of uh, the social norms, right? And you know, they, he plays blue, but I'm like, it does. It did make me laugh. Yeah. It did, you know, <laughs> especially because my other son is so athletic and he's like genuinely really good oh, wow. at almost every sport he picks up. It's like it's what? crazy. And so he gets so much affirmation for that, that that's it's not unwarranted. I mean, it's it like, yeah, you're going to get a lot of attention for that. But with our youngest, I'm like. You need as much validation for your comedy because it's also quite good. It's just it involves like you during a soccer game, like pulling your pants down and like work doing crowd work, you know, <laughs> at times where it's not it's not appropriate. But like, Four-year-old also, being like where are you from? Oh, yeah, no, it's crazy. <laughs> but it's also like but it's it's quite good. You know, <laughs> were you athletic, June? You strike me as someone who might have been you know, really Betsy, good. At I'm sports. glad you brought this up because yes, I was softball. Yeah, basketball was my main sport, but I mm. played, I played them all, and I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of kids playing sports. And I know there's like it's it's hard because there's a lot that comes with it, especially for boys. There's mm. like the toxic masculinity and all of that, but. I love a team sport. Mm-hmm. I love the lessons of like 
we're a team and we win as a team and we lose as a team. And also, honestly, the to me, the biggest thing that, that he gets from it is losing. Yeah. You know, is like losing. Graceful. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, I mean, you're going to be doing a long term a lot more of that than winning. You know, so how do you mm-hmm. process it? How do you like, I feel like that's really valuable. Um, so much of life is taking failures and accepting them and turning them into for sure positive change for the future. And it's people who can't do that that oftentimes yes. do not succeed. Yeah. I really believe that. My 10-year-old just quit baseball, speaking of which. Um, and uh, I have a real problem with that. Um because because he needed to learn all those lessons he needed to learn teamwork mm-hmm. he needed to learn how to lose gracefully how to win gracefully um mm-hmm. he, you know how to be a supportive teammate even if you're not the the star of the show the court. yeah like so, and even just like how to respect authority june he needs yes. to know how to like listen yes. to a grown-up who knows shit and like listen and do the totally. things they're asking these are all really basic human lessons that my son is has not learned and will not learn because now he's quit in spite of me being like okay <laughs> that says don't quit um <laughs> Well, I have a hard time with that, too, because I'm like, there were also things I feel like my parents forced me to do sports wise. Like I was on a girls soccer team that traumatized me and where like the girls were so mean to me and they shook my confidence. They were mean kids. And I I knew it meant a lot to my parents for me to stay on. And I I, like didn't want to be on, but didn't have the language to tell them I don't want to be on. And so I'm like, I don't know how to do that dance with like, I want, if you committed to something, I want you to do it, but I also want to like cure you. Right. You know, I feel like it's like, I don't really know yeah. sometimes yeah. when it's such a delicate dance of like, when do I push hard? When do I pull back? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is kind yeah. of, it's, um, this goes right into exactly what my story is about because I just am struggling with this as well. So it's summer. It's summertime, and that means there's camp, and there's, like, uh, so my kids have all been going to Parks and Rec camp, like, all summer, um, which is basically the camp you drive by when you see all the kids sitting in the park, and you're like, what is that? Why aren't they hot? And they probably are. It's Parks and Rec. Right. But they're not um, home. So. <laughs> so, and they're, they're not, not inside. Yeah, and they're they, not inside. They, they're playing all day. They're not on their tablets. They're not looking at TV. Like, they are exhausted, and they have played. Um, and they love it. Great. They absolutely love it. So I love it's really it. What, I love my, know, and- my older two go to Parks and Rec, Amanda. And every time I show up to get them, they're like playing dodgeball, sweating buckets. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, God, yeah. bless. God bless. Keep yeah. It. My kids are mad. They're Wonderful. like, why did, why are you coming now? Nice. And I'm like, Ooh. that's great. Oh, good to see you too. I love you. That's oh, this is good. Yeah. They're like, ah, but so, um, the girls have been going this whole summer with Wesley um and but I signed them up for show camp uh which is like they're learning the little mermaid it's over three weeks and they will they had to audition they learn the songs they learn the dances and then they perform it and they do four shows uh, after the three weeks of the little mermaid and I was like you know let's see let's see because they were like we want to we want like Benny Benny out of nowhere she was like I want to be a famous singer and I was like oh Okay, well, let's sing. You first, you have to sing. Well, yeah, <laughs> let's do that. That let's first just part. Start. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but she was like, "Well, it's my namesake," and I was like, "What do you mean?" And she was like, "Benny and the Jets. It's about a famous singer." And I was like, "You're named after my grandmother, who worked at okay, Ponderosa." She so. remembers being born, Amanda, <laughs> and that song, if I recall, played when she was born. Oh she loves, you know, she likes a diva oh entrance. My God. She's so, so she was like all about it and, so and then Emmeline got the bug when they did that twin say the darnest thing she's like I like this and so I was like okay well I'll let you all actually learn what it is and then you can decide if you like it um, and so I took them so this show camp uh, so the woman who runs it reminds me of have you ever seen the show Dance Bombs 
So oh, I've seen pretty much every episode. <laughs> so she's very much like the woman who runs dance house. So she's large and in Abby? charge, and like yeah, she's very much like Abby oh my Miller, God. like abusive yes. woman so, who runs it. Yes, yes, yes. Who's also yes. been to to jail, jail for yes. tax fraud. Yeah, now recovering from a form of cancer is back on the show. There's been a lot. She's been a tough couple this. of years for. I know. Oh, I, I have seen. I to me, it. that is like the finest character study. Like I watched that show, and I'm just like, I can't believe we're allowed to see this. Like this, a woman unraveling before our very eyes. Like I, it's so good. It should be studied in like character development classes. It's so amazing. Yep. So it's cool because I'm signing my kids up to hang out with a woman who's just like this. Wow. So she is but very But the kids intense. love her. That's the craziest part. Yeah. The kids well, love Abby Lee Miller. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and all those kids have gotten like super famous and well. Right. They're JoJo Siwas now and Maddie. Yep. Um, so and Mackenzie, I, who although Mackenzie. didn't pop like Maddie did, has a huge career on TikTok. Anyway, yeah. Amanda, go on. No, but you, the, the TikTok. It's, it's it's where it's all at yes. right now. I'm revealing more than I'd like I to. Remember when so you much. said I could cut and edit some things? Like yeah. this is what I'm going to do. The encyclopedic knowledge I have of the show Dance Moms. God. Go <laughs> on, so, uh, Amanda. So go. the parents, the parents are equal. Are like very scared of her, um, and I am very scared of her. Like. So the very first day I show up, she sends an email. I show up. I think I have everything. I don't. She's like, you don't have sneakers? They need sneakers. And I was like, oh, uh, can't can't buy some? Like, do you have hip-hop sneakers here? <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, are you Target? Do you have shoes for my kids? Like, I just was like, don't you have dance shoes? So she was like, you as a parent need to read the instructions and be prepared and be on time. And this is how this works. And this is after getting my kids ready. Right, like all morning, getting them out the door and on time to a place. So You're I was on like, time. Out, we uh, maybe like two minutes late. That's why she was saying you got to be on time. That's on time. But so yeah. So I was like at that point where I was about to snap and just say like, you know what, you can go fuck yourself. Come on, kids, you're going in the car with me, and we're not doing this. But instead, I was like, hold, let's see what happens. Yeah. Well, because that happens went. a lot on on Dance Moms, where the parents are like, fuck it. Yeah. Well, and I then was, I often like, they come back. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I picked them up. The girls love it. Mm. Oh, like love it. They come into the car. I think I'm going to be Ariel. And I was like, well, this is your first show. You're probably going to be like a starfish in the back. And there are some like 14 year old kids who have done many shows and this is their time. And it's about learning yep. to support and be part of it and not be the star. It's about being part of that team. And they're like, okay, but I have red hair. And so, and I was like, so it's, so I was like, well, we'll learn. And then they, so then they were practicing singing and they're practicing everything. Um, This has been like an awesome, awesome camp because they come home and they spend their time practicing to get like for the next day to be ready. But um, the first, the, the first day we were late. So after, uh, I, I, I go, we, we were really late, like on the, during the first week. So we drive up and, um, and Benny's like, what time is it? And I was like, it's nine ten. And if you all had put your socks on, like I said, when I said, cause socks are the biggest socks are the thing I hate more than stickers. So, so because I can never find socks that match and I can never find socks that fit. It's always like one of my socks or one like Wesley socks or they're, like they're everywhere. And I have more socks than I have anything, and but why, I can never find. Why them. is everyone shocked and surprised when they need socks every day? Why is every day they're like, oh, I'm <sighs> ready to go. Do you have yeah. socks on? No. No. Okay, well, I say get that. What over fucking over planet again. are you I'm ready to go. on? Uh, go on. But they're like, can't we just be barefoot? And I'm like, no, you have to put shoes on. Um, and yeah. this place, you have to wear socks with slip-on shoes because then you walk into the dance floor. Like, there's a whole part of it. Um, yeah. And so we had a huge fight about socks earlier where uh, ben- Wesley was helping Emmeline. And Emmeline was throwing socks at him saying, these don't fit. These are too small. These are too big. Emmeline starts crying and, and, and hyperventilating. Like, I don't want to even go anymore. I don't even have socks. And 
So then Wesley's like, I don't need to help them all the time. You know, I can do my own thing. I was ready. And so I'm getting a little attitude from Wes. And then Benny's like, I've been ready this whole time and I'm sitting here. And so we all get into the car. We get there. We're 10 minutes late. And then Benny starts hyperventilating and he's like, I don't want to go in. I don't want to go in. I don't want to be late. I don't want to be late. I don't want to be late. And she's like, I just want to quit. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this. And I had that moment where I was like, it was so, she was so upset that like, I did have that moment where I was like, do I let her push her? Yeah. Do I push her to go in? Or do I take her? And I didn't know what to do. So I just like almost put like uh, my fake parenting mask on where I was like, make a choice and just go with it. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to count to five. Get out of the car. <laughs> like I totally turned Great. into like mean mommy who was like one, two, and then like pushed her into the studio. And then sure enough, like I picked her up and she was like, I'm a sailor. Yeah. I'm not a part of a sailor. And like so happy. But all day, I was like, did I do the right thing? Yeah. I think you did. did. And, you and, 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 and the part that the broke right me. Thing. You, you taught yeah. her an, um, yeah, I a, think so. an important life lesson. Look, I learned well, I also yelled at that woman. From a book called Ping by Marjorie Flack. And oh, the little duck. The little duck. It might be problematic in 2021. I'm not sure, but it's maybe a tiny bit. He's a little Chinese duck, and he lives with his family on the Yangtze River. And every day, they the 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 duck farmer um, lets them, you know, hang out. And then at the end of the day, they he uh, they all march up this little ramp into the boat, and whoever is last gets a smack on the butt with his stick. And so Ping doesn't want to be late, yep. so he runs away, and then he almost gets eaten by some people. And that's how he learns to just fucking take his licks. And <laughs> he goes back to the boat, and he gets a smack, and that's it. I you taught her how to and be pig on the Yangtze River, <laughs> man. But then I also got a little bit like so I had hit my threshold where I was like one, two, three. I push her in, she goes in, and then the woman comes out and she's like, "They're supposed to be here at nine. They need to be here at nine is when the door opens, and that's when they'll be able to come in. And we start at nine. So and I get it. That's theater time. I grew up in the theater. Like I know you need to be fifteen minutes early or whatever early because if the show starts, whatever." This is this is Little Mermaid camp on a corner in Burbank. Like it's nothing. Truly. So then, yeah. So are they going so just, live? Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so I just turned to her and I like very sternly looked right at her and I went northeast on her and I just was like, "We're late because she's scared of you." And I was like, and it's the way you're showing up and yelling at them. And so I was like, so if you can maybe be a little bit kinder and lead with a little more positive energy, maybe we won't be late all the time. How did she respond? Um, the girl. Or was she already times. inside by the time you said that? <laughs> yeah, she was like, I can't even with you. Go away. So she, she, uh, I saw the flash in her eyes of like, oh, you're crazier than I am. Okay. And she right. kind of like backed down and like turned and walked away. Because she saw, like, oh, I see you. Game recognized game. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm not doing this. So um, they have said that she's been nice. she was. Yeah. That's like like a really nice New York City defense mechanism. Right? You're crazy. I'm fucking crazier. Get the fuck out of my way. I I can meet you with crazy. Let's go. You want to? Easily. It's so available. Yeah. (laughs) It's right behind the eyes. It's waiting to be unleashed. You're like, I can show you. Yeah. Right there. Um, but she hasn't, we've been late a couple times and she hasn't said one thing to anyone about it. Uh, so, and then they've said she's just been nice and Benny's the assistant and they love it. So, but it's been a camp. It's been like getting them to camp, picking them up. I'm not used to it. Mm. I hate it, but I'm happy when they're there. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a lot. Camp. Camp is a lot, and getting them. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I. I. I think you did absolutely the the right thing, and you know there are consequences in this life. You know there just are. Mm-hmm. We're late for things. Sometimes we, yeah, have to walk in and feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm glad it worked out because I think if she had kept yeah. every day saying no, 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 I would have then maybe been like, okay, this isn't your thing, and that's okay. But you tried it. But right. she now loves it very much. So and it sounds it like worked you worked out. But it was it's the you had her back there in that moment too. Like you stood up for her and were like, 
yo, bitch, don't be crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, step off. no, I was like, I need, the, I need you to help me help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, just for but. a time, uh, June, I want to get right to your story if we can. Mm-hmm. Can you, can you please tell us uh, a, a story of a time that tell us my parenthood story. has broken you? Yes, and I'm so sorry my eyes are tearing. I put on, I'm such a sunblock, like, Ugh. I don't know what I am. I have an addiction to sunblock. And, <laughs> Good for you. Uh, I do. That's my strange addiction. And I, also on TLC, home of Dance Moms, um, and other incredible programming. But I have, my eye is tearing because I, I think I got sunblock in it. So I'm so sorry. No, you know, as I said, I, I, I haven't been broken in a while. Mm. And I think that's really because the newborn years were so difficult for me that I have a real sense of like how much easy. I, I don't take it for granted that we're like out of diapers, you know, can put kids in a car and go yeah. places mm-hmm. and like figure out the next steps. Like we can get a, we can, they can eat where we go. And, you know, just yeah. like those, some of the, basic survival things feel so much easier to me and I also just I really really struggled during the newborn times and one of the the moments where you know and I think I've I I've talked about this before but this and this isn't the story but when I say that it was hard I mean I literally after having our oldest and coming back from the hospital it was either day two or three where I was in the shower and just like had to take to the ground you know in a shower like sit on the ground because I was so overwhelmed and so scared and just like what have we done this is this is really really bad um and so that time was just so hard that every time since has felt like even when it's hard, it's not that. Yeah. And sometimes I do think like it, that is the good news about having like difficult newborns is that sometimes they turn into easy kids. And that was the case for us with our first very difficult newborn, very easy child. Um, and so but I had an incredibly difficult delivery with him. And a very traumatizing experience at Cedar Sinai. Oh no! Uh, and yeah, bad, 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 bad. And so I was like on the verge of getting a blood transfusion because I lost so much blood at a complicated oh. post delivery. And I remember my OBGYN coming in and saying like, "You you should probably do this, but you're on literally on the line of whether you need one or not." Or we would sort of demand that you get one and just do it. And I was like, well, why I did this, I don't know. I said, you know, I'd rather, well, I do know why. My grand, my dad's mom, when he was 16, died because she was like in the hospital for a minor thing and had a blood transfusion. And the blood, this was when you could just like donate blood on the corner of the streets of the Bronx, I guess. I mean, nobody fact checked this because I'm sure it's, all of the information I have is wrong, but basically like they didn't screen, they didn't use a screen blood like they do now. Yeah. And so she got a, a batch of bad blood and died immediately. <gasps> anyway, oh my so God. that's for whatever reason. And I wonder if it was like around childbirth. So there's like generational kind of trauma like w- coming through my body. But I, I was like, I don't want a blood transfusion. Yeah. So then cut to like I'm now a week postpartum and I'm like the color of uh, my white sheets. Like there's a picture of me next to my pillows and there's like no difference. I'm like clean in snow white. (laughs) Yes. It's very creepy. And the saddest part is I was sending out photos. (laughs) I was sending out photos to people of like, here's me and Gus as a newborn. And people were writing back like, go to a doctor. And I was like, huh? Like people oh, no. were concerned. <laughs> but I just was your didn't husband know, like you know. eating you red meat and stuff? Like he so well, I'm a vegetarian, which was also oh, a part of the problem. But Paul was like dousing me with smoothies. That's what they told me. Like, you have to you have to get this 
your iron up because again, I was as white as a ghost and had no energy and was having a very difficult recovery. Yeah. By the way, I say this because I then would go on to have a C-section and enjoy the hell out of it. Like my C-section <laughs> was like a vacation for me. Like I was like, wow, I love this. <laughs> so that's how I really know that I had a difficult delivery, yes. vaginal delivery, because like a C-section yeah. was fun. <laughs> you know? I know. And I was like, this is awesome. Doesn't hurt a bit. The drugs they gave me, I was like, yeah, this is this is incredible. I was given like Tylenol, you know, for my first. So Whoa, did you not anyway, get the epidural when you had your first? Long story about the epidural, but I first of all, like my water broke only halfway through. So I had this bag of water like pressing on me. I then did go to the hospital. I did get an epidural. And it worked for a little while, but I started pushing and it wore off. And then it actually wasn't the delivery that was that bad. It was what happened afterward because my placenta didn't come out. And then I had no epidural and they were pumping me with Pitocin. So I was like having a, and I also, I also pushed for like two hours straight. And then, and then I had to like push out a, a placenta that wouldn't come out. They had to go in again. Oh my God, that's I mean, a nightmare. Gnarly stuff. Yeah. So, and then it was one of the busiest nights at Cedars like ever on their maternity wing. So there was no one, there was no one available. <gasps> and when I say that, I mean there was no one available. Holy shit. So it was grim and scary. Yeah. So, oh my God, I'm so glad um, you're okay. God. I mean, I, 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 I am, but it was a very traumatizing beginning. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we just didn't have the, and I was also like, I have to breastfeed. <laughs> have to. Well, I didn't have to, and I probably shouldn't have because I then put myself through hell with that. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that was a total disaster. But long story short, I I have Casey's wedding three weeks after I give birth. Casey Rose Wilson getting okay. Casey wow. Rose Wilson. Yes, and I'm the maid of honor. Oh my god! And I'm like, we gotta, we gotta. Obviously, I'm not missing this for the world. And. So June, June, I had barely left the house for the first six months after I had my first kid. Three weeks. I mean, I and I was out of my mind. Wow. And I don't say this like as like, oh, I'm a hero. Like I, I wanted to go and I knew I had to go. But I was also like, I'm hovering above reality. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not a person. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I don't know how to take care of this baby. And I'm postpartum and having like such hormonal swings that I I'm feeling like so hopeless and so depressed and Mm -hmm. it came to packing now again I was exclusively breastfeeding mistake don't recommend it but I was like oh if (laughs) I would went to a pump class fuck the pump station sorry I had to say it but where basically they told us like if you don't breastfeed you're a piece of human garbage oh and so that's yeah, it was really so. I was like, I'm, I have, to, I have to, oh and so I'm so sorry that I happened. To you. Oh, it was horrible. Every every bit of it was wrong, 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 wrong. And so I, Paul and I pack. Now the way we packed for that trip was comical. There was a full medicine ball because the only way Gus was sleeping was if we bounced him on that ball. And he was only, the nights were actually easier for us. It was the daytime. He was never napping. Never. And, or would nap for a half an hour on the dot, wake up. So, and I wouldn't take a pacifier, would only like relax on the boob and calm down on the boob. And so I was like a human pacifier. And I also knew like, I have to start pumping because I have to go to this wedding and the activities. He can't be with me every second. So we leave to go. Paul and I get into a massive fight that has to do with like 
him like not getting the right food order or some uh, something happens we're like we are in a massive fight i get in the back this was also during the time where like you don't get to sit in the front seat anymore as a parent you're like oh i'm in the back seat with this baby so i'm like in the back seat next to gus wait did you have to take like an airplane somewhere or anything or like how far did you have to travel i'm so sorry no okay it was a drive to ojai okay it was a drive to ojai so it's like that's a reasonable the baby yeah yeah So, well, and we're about 40 minutes in and I'm like angrily looking out the window and I'm looking at people in their cars and stuff. And I'm like, I feel like an alien. I am like, wow, like they seem like a part of the world. Mm -hmm. Like how, how do I get there? And I'm in a prison of my own making Mm -hmm. and I'm just like, I was, it was real creepy. And... I'm like, I was just so in a dark place. And then I turn to Paul and we're a solid hour out. And I go, babe, I forgot all of the parts to the breast pump. And he's like, what? Oh my God, I left them all in the sink. And now again, we brought everything, everything. I mean, I feel like we packed a crib, you know, like we're packing things that like you don't you don't travel with that are sedentary, (laughs) like that are like drilled on the wall, (laughs) packing all manner of things. Oh, that's from the picture from the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Like we couldn't we were so scared of not having the right things. Yes. You know, like yeah. the things were everything to us. Anything that was working, like we need needed to come. <laughs> yeah. You know, and even that medicine ball, it was like we were too scared to deflate it and pack it because like what if it wouldn't inflate again? You know, so it was like just pack it already. Oh my goodness. You know, it's it had its own seat. Like it was so crazy. <laughs> Okay, that I traveled with every single thing. I mean, there was a bounce seat. There was like a, one of those bouncers. Yep. I feel like we might have packed a swing, an wow. electronic swing. It was just like everything's got to come. Everything. Paul, why are you Except wearing pajamas for... at the wedding? We didn't have room in the car for a suit. So. <laughs> because we brought the nursery (laughs) like we brought every piece of furniture everything that was there so i realized like oh my god i didn't bring like the one thing i actually need you know like the thing that is gonna make this possible for all of us i've left behind your key to freedom and it yes exactly like the thing that will get me to this event to celebrate my very best friend in the world and to be human like all those other people you see in those cars yeah yes right and then I'm like I have okay like I guess he has to come to the wedding like I guess he's attached to me the whole time like I don't see another way now and Paul was like well let's go to let's find a babies or us and I was like they don't have bump parts you know, and of course they did, <laughs> but, and like, so we did get, like, we got new pump parts and we went, but it was a really, when I realized I didn't have them, it was like, I, I to this day, I don't remember feeling that was as gutting, you know, as that one of like, I don't, I have everything. We've done everything right here. Except for the thing that matters. <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And we're in God knows where and like. <laughs> That's parenthood in general. Yeah. We've done everything right except for the thing except that matters. For that one thing. And I feel I, when you were thing, saying huh? that, June, I thought, oh, I wonder if that's why moms are so like we always have this like list and it's always like we have to remember all the details don't forget this don't forget this and we're sort of like the mental holder for that list and it's Mm -hmm. always like why husbands fathers like why don't you and I think we carry that because we've had those experiences we're like yes the only thing that matters and I don't have it yep so we're like scarred by that I, yes, it was very, very scarring. And it was also just like, 
yeah, it was just a really, it was a dark moment for us. And I felt like I was such a failure, oh. you know? Um, I know. I, well, and that's why I say this because I do think, you know, some people have easy newborns and that's awesome. I did end up having an, a, another child who was an easy newborn. So I've had both experiences and I'm like, wow, when you have a difficult newborn, especially when it's your first, like, God, does it fucking get better? But it, it's really hard. Because when you have your second, even when they're, they're like fussy or whatever, you know, because you've been through it, that it will pass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I feel like when it's your first, you're just like, oh, I can only see that this is the rest of my life. Yes, exactly. Yeah. This will never you know, change. I have no other framework. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you're and you're also so hormonal and exhausted. Yes. Your whole life has exploded. Your body has exploded. Your marriage yes. has exploded. Has like exploded. so yes. yeah. I want to say for anyone listening, if you are if you are new to um, motherhood in particular and you um, h- hate your spouse right now, just know that that's normal. You should. It has you nothing should. to do with them. It really has nothing to do with either of you. It's just what, yep. It's that's just life. It's what's going on yep. and it has to. It has to happen. They will become toxic to you in a way that's so shocking, but there's they, they have to. Yes. And honestly, they have to like hold that. That's a part of their job. <laughs> it's true. They have to hold our wrath and hatred and just be okay yes. with it and still love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And there is like hormonal, like there is research to back that up. Like our bodies are literally telling us like, don't you dare fucking do this again. Exactly. Don't <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, don't yeah. you dare. And also for it, this you baby need a to lot survive, more time. you can't get yeah. pregnant again you right now. You cannot. Like that's, that's a predator. Yes. He's a predator. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my god that's it's so smart true. and so true <laughs> oh. oh my word June, thank you for sharing that with us uh oh happily and i'm so glad that shit's gotten so much better and yeah yes mm-hmm. it really has it really has I'm only a, better how was only the better. wedding i'll take all the rest of it did it go okay? I mean, it was so beautiful. It it really did. And, and I was so happy to be there. And, you know, when I got there, like, I realized Casey had added Gus's name to be an honorary ring bearer. And he was, like, three weeks old. You know, it was so cute, though, that his name was in the program. Oh. And we got to take pictures of her in her dress with Gus. And it was just – it really was – beautiful I was meant to be there I I I had a great time I mean I couldn't quite I wasn't fit for public consumption like I could only speak to people for about two minutes and I was like that's like I'm I'm strange you know I'm a strange person (laughs) you know I don't out of your cage picking up on social cues yeah Yeah, like I'm real weird but (laughs) I still felt like so happy to be there yeah you know well june it was great i think you have a hard out so maybe amanda and i will I like my camp pickups exactly exactly pick so no worries so before you go uh i just want to make sure that you tell our listeners um where they can hear your podcast where they can see your work all that sort of, of stuff. course Yes. So the podcast that Jessica Sinclair and I do is on Earwolf, but you can find it anywhere you find podcasts. It's called The Deep Dive with Jessica Sinclair and June Diane Raphael. Um, I also am one of the founders of The Jane Club, which is a wonderful community. Lots of moms, lots of incredible women and men who come together to support each other. And we are doing some really exciting stuff right now and some in real life experiences. And I actually created a special code. Our membership is $50 a month, but if you go to janeclub.com and use code mommy50 for all of your listeners, they can get half off their first month with us. And it's a really beautiful, wonderful space. And, um, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm trying to think, you know what? I'll give Casey's book a plug because, it's so incredible, but uh, Casey has written a New York Times bestseller called The Wreckage of My Presence, and it's stunning, and 
um, hilarious and all the things. And that's it. Thank oh. you so much for having me on. Oh, June. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for coming this on. This is so much fun. I'm sorry I can't give you more time. No worries. You're doing such a great job. You're you're just fucking killing it as a mom, as a as a just a person out in the world, as an actor, as a you know, an artist and a creator. Just you're doing a bang up job, Betsy. June. Thanks. And thanks truly. I mean, I was glad to say it, like for encouraging me and Casey so early on like your positivity and the way you approach things in comedy was like just what we needed at that time oh truly yes thank you so really appreciate it nice That's to see you Amanda sweet. nice to see you too have fun at take care you guys <laughs> all right bye, yes June. here I go bye all right so here Amanda you and I will uh I'll tell you a story and we'll uh, we'll close the show out. So, um, so let me tell you what's been breaking me. It's very similar to your story in many ways, Amanda. Um, so yeah, all starting this past Monday, all three of my kids are now in camp. It's been a dream come true. However, um, Getting them up and out of the house in the morning is oh. a nightmare. Um, nightmare. The, so here's how it usually goes down. The oldest is already up. He's downstairs. He's on his phone. He's playing a game. He is not dressed. Mm-hmm. He is not washed. He, he has, He's simply on um, a device, and he will not be told what to do, or and he will not get off that device. The other two are sleeping. Um, and so we have to wake up these sleepy puppies and get them dressed and out the door. Um, my husband is downstairs. He's making breakfast. He's packing lunches and, um, and I'm searching for camp shirts and I'm telling people to brush their teeth and I'm telling people to get off their devices and every morning (laughs) is a fight and every morning is, um, yelling, um, just from mm-hmm. whoever, various people. Um, and so every single morning it's been, um, just, yeah, shouting and chaos and pandemonium. And so the, it got to the point where, um, like this morning after I dropped off the youngest at camp and I was driving the other two to camp, I like made them talk through exactly all the steps that they had to, like go through between waking yep. up and getting in the car yeah. and they were like so pissed about it but I have to say by the end of it I was like okay then you do know what you have to do so now I know that you know all the things you have to do and we and I like made them repeat it and like go on go over it and if they were missing anything yep. I made them think about what they were missing because I just what fucking can't shoes maybe uh, socks socks mask lunch water sunscreen i'm just so tired you make your own lunches um well that's an interesting question so ari um makes their lunches and packs their snacks when when um, in the odd chance that he can't and he's like doing something he's got a meeting in the morning um when it's when i'm in charge uh alone i make them do it um, I'm pretty yeah. much like, if you want to eat, you'll have to pack something. Um, well, also, because then they can't be like, I didn't like what you made me. Mm-hmm. And I also, can't hear that anymore. And also they can't like be like. sandwiches. And also they can't be like, um, I don't have time to, uh, like, like, essentially what I'm like is, um, well, we're leaving at such and such a time. So if you want to have good food that you like, you better, you better get ready so that you have time to do that. Um, and, uh, so just the whole morning is a lot of like, did you brush your teeth? Let's put mm-hmm. on s- sunscreen and everyone complaining about being told to do the predictable things that they are told to do yep. every single time. And it just, it's, it's breaking me. And I- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the thing that like we haven't had to do for so long that yeah. felt really good in the beginning of the pandemic where it was like, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to deal with getting them up and at, to school on time. 
Like the relief of not having to meet a timeline and have everybody ready to go is something I forgot. You know, I forgot about it. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. I mean, this morning I was screaming at them, screaming like, like a banshee. I was like, put your shoes on. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand how many times I've been saying this. And then yeah. they're like, you know, Deb, better at this than you. Oh my and the God. good thing is, is I know, because Caitlin says, well, they say, mom's better than this, uh, than you. So they do it to both of us, but it's like, I just want to, every time I just want to be like, it has nothing to do with me. Why can't you be better at doing this? Look, I can't go get my shirt. I'm scared. Put your shirt on. Go in your room. Put your, it's your stuff. What are you scared of? You're scared of your stuff in your room. I need you to come with me to pick out my clothes. Why do you need me to pick out your clothes? Didn't you pick them out last night? I don't want to wear those anymore. Oh my God. Like, this is the morning. Yeah. I hate yeah. it. What? But then I, yeah. when I drop them off Ugh. and I wave goodbye, the best. I love it. I love it. Go have fun and play and stimulate your mind. But not you have talk to, to get strangers that, on Roblox for all day. Hour, hour and a half of. Yeah. I, I told them we're going to together as a group go through and make a new pattern. So. Nighttime, this is what we do for bed. This is what everybody does. Morning, this is what everyone does. And so that I was like, because I don't like to yell. And you don't like it when I yell. They don't so like to be nagged. We're going to so do this. Why are you making me nag, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't, you know, then they're, they, you know, they get so upset with it. And then I feel guilty. It's similar to what I was saying earlier. Like when you're like, get out of the car. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm the worst parent in the whole world just forced my kid to go into this place that they're scared of. Uh, or, you know, I'm like screaming at them because they can't put their socks on. I'm like, what's, I mean, I, I, I didn't say what's wrong with you, but in my head, I'm like, what the fuck? Why can't you, you're eight fucking years old. Why can't you put your fucking socks on? Yeah. No, I don't know. I, I put may, socks I on when have, I was eight. I may or may not have taken shoes and thrown them towards the car before <laughs> and been like, go get well, you your know, shoes on in the car. Oh, get your shoes on. Yes. Well, they get their shoes. Sometimes they leave their cars. Twenty minutes to watch you put these shoes on. My God. Mm -hmm. But I didn't brush my hair. Well, you're doing it in the car then. Get in the car. And then I saw, you know, my big. Or here's the thing, Amanda. I didn't have time to brush my hair. Well, you will in the car. (laughs) I'm sorry. Keep going. Okay. No, it's just the ace in the hole is just the fine. Then you're going to go like that. And when they ask why you look like that, I'm going to make sure they know it's because you. You didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You didn't change your clothes from yesterday. <laughs> you demanded you sleep in your same clothes. And you are going to school in them the next day in the same clothes. <laughs> but it's all like a horrible precursor to what is about to go down. It's about to happen. When school starts. Which is horrifying. It's about to happen. I, and it's like an hour earlier than what I have to do for camp. Uh, I can't yeah. get that. I told them, I was like, well, today Emily started crying because I was like, school starts at 830. That's when the bell rings. So you're going to have to be there at 815. I have to drop you by 815. So we have to leave by 8 every morning. And then Emily started crying. She goes, what time does that mean? Does that mean we have to get up at 4 in the morning? <laughs> I said, no. At 4 in the morning? I said, yeah, probably 630. Is- yeah. And she goes, oh, we're going to be late every day. <laughs> Oh, she's gotten your number. <laughs> she does. She does. She's got it. She's got it. Yeah, Rex's, Rex's new school, because he's going to middle school this year, starts at 8 a.m. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's going to middle school. Middle school. Pitsy, Pitsy, Pitsy. What the fuck? I'm struggling with Wes going into fifth grade because I'm like, oh, this is like the last year of childhood. Yeah, and now Rex is going to be middle going to school. school. You got a middle schooler and a kindergartner. You got some major transitions there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not oh, at all worried about. I'll give you a hug. Oh, I'm not at all worried about Odie. I mean, he'll he'll be fine. Yeah, you a... never. I... What? <laughs> I never. That's like your slogan. I'm not at all worried about Odie. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> And he's and he he's just like yeah I got it you know because because I I'm not gonna be like 
like, well, you better have it because we're doing it. Let's go. Yeah. Oh. But that's also like, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, those are big. That's a big deal. But yes, it. This is the precursor to. This is the prep. To the like, okay, we have to start thinking about when we go to bed at night. We need to start thinking about when we're waking up at night. When and how is all this set up? And let's mm-hmm. do it. Ugh, my kids are always up to like eleven. <laughs> it's the worst. And they and if we go to bed, and I'm always like, well, then we need to get to bed earlier. And then everyone's like, no one goes to bed at that time. <laughs> and then the later they stay up, yeah. then the later I stay up. It, it's just you know. And then I'm tired. It's just a horrible cycle. Have have your kids started to do the thing where like you sit down to watch TV and you're like, come on, everyone, let's go, let's watch television, and they. Down for a second, and then they one by one peel away and go away. So then you find yourself by yourself watching TV. What? Like, like this is a new thing where I'm now alone watching TV at night because all my kids go and like they go play their Roblox and their iPads in the other room. Or like Wes has a TV now in his room, so he'll be like, "I'm not going to watch this high." So I'm kind of also watching. I, I'm I'm really into the High School Musical, the musical, the series on Disney Plus, and I use my kids to watch it. But honestly, they all know it's just that I want to watch it, and I'm I'm very like, oh, the new episode of High School Musical, the musical, the series is out. Let's watch it. And so then they sit there and they're like, great. And then they like all leave, and I sit watching that show all by myself the whole time. <laughs> um, but I've noticed that they're hitting this new space where they want to go hang out and do their own thing and then like I'm by myself at night watching TV. No. That's not happening with you. No. They don't want to leave the living room even if they're doing (laughs) their own shit they're in that room doing it and then when we send them up to get ready for bed someone always it's always at least one of them is coming downstairs constantly or is like I'm here to get a snack or ask a question or watch you play this game or like and uh, yeah, so um, so no, no, that sounds lovely, Amanda. Um, yeah, it's nice, but it's also weird. Like even Wes was like, I feel like maybe we all need to work on connection a little because we're all just leaving you alone a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you agree yeah. or or well, were you like, I do oh, agree. Okay. <laughs> well, I do agree. Like it's it is. <laughs> I'm fine with it, but it is a little bit, it's similar to the, like, taking your hand away and putting it in a pocket. It's like, oh, like, time is fleeting, and it's just, they're just going to separate more and more and more and go into their own worlds and their own friends and their own lives, which is what we, our whole job is to make them feel comfortable to do that, right? Mm -hmm. But um, I also am like, I, I do like sitting and watching movies or TV with you all. Like, this is the one time that we all are, like, dedicated to be together. And when you all are like, meh, I'll go somewhere else. Like, you start to go, oh, okay. So, I I agree with him. But I also don't want to discourage them from going. Because I also, there is something really nice about being like, oh, this is the next stage. Yeah. Where I can watch Ted Lasso at 8 o'clock. Like, other people. Wow. Instead of waiting till they go to bed. Because if they're not going to watch TV with me, I can put my show on until they come in the room. Wow. Yeah. That's really exciting we'll see yeah i say that now they're all going to be sitting on me on the couch today and be like that was short-lived um well amanda hey you're doing a great job betsy you're doing a great job too thank you you're doing a great job i talked the whole time i just talked and talked and talked what that's what we're here for i just feel like i talked over your whole story what are you talking about I miss you. That's what it is. I'm like, Betsy, Betsy, there's so much to talk about. I have so many thoughts. Let me upload I can't all of the listen information. To me. Nobody talks to me anymore. Mm. Oh my God, it's high school musical. Um, yeah. yeah. But it was good to talk to you. It was good to hang out with you. Well, um, let's uh, here. You want to help me out? We'll... Yeah, let's let's see if we can, we can do this. Well, so, hey. Do you want to start it? Sure. If, uh, if you find yourself... Uh, looking at your husband and saying to yourself, that's a predator. <laughs> or, <laughs> or you're, you're training your daughters to be the next Jojo Siwa. I hope not. I hope not. Uh, I hope not. 
There's a level of talent there so far that I've not seen, so I'm okay with it because I know it's short lived. <laughs> or if if you find yourself just throwing sneakers out at your car and saying, "Go get out of the car and put your shoes on there," yeah, just know, yeah, that you're doing a great job. My mommy drinks. Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with grills for hands or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot, Bigfoot Collectors Club, you're, you're here to, to believe, believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.